With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Global Church Live. The Global Church Live is a multimedia ministry reaching through the world 24-7. Now, for today's message, here is Dr. Faye. fellowship time and as you know we have ministry every weekday morning at 7 a.m. East Coast time and on February 26, 2015 Spirit of God spoke to me and said wake up and pray and I thought he was telling me just to wake up and pray and but he was telling me to start a group a mission a revolution of prayer warriors all over the world. And we've been doing that. We have been doing that. Whether I've hosted our conference room line or Prophetess Marilyn Taylor or Renita Johnson, there's someone there inside of the, the call-in, call center to actually receive prayer requests. And for joining us to, today, as well as those of you, good morning. Michigan is in the house. Good morning. They're joining us today from, uh, you're joining us from Periscope, and I believe you're connected to Facebook. That's the notification for people to come in and join us as well this morning. It's been a long night. It's been a long night, but, or whatever, not very much sleep, but it's, it's okay. It's God. It's good. Life happens, and... I had to stand at a bedside uh, last night and ushered her, uh, a cousin into the presence of the Lord. And I thank God that she was able to transition with the glory of God on her face. That's what we want to see. And if any of you are ever in that position, and you may be, to make sure that you focus on the main thing keep the main thing the main thing, and that is peace and the presence of God. That's what's so needed. In that last mile of the way, as my grandmother used to say, when you go on the last mile of the way, you know, just make sure that you have your anchor in Jesus Christ. You may be a CEO. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Denae. You may be a CEO, you may be a, uh, the president of a company, you may be the, the apostle, the bishop, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is all about Jesus Christ, as it should be now. So as we wake up and pray, we wake up and pray with intention. Our focus is on him. And that's what Jesus taught us in Matthew 6 and 33, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added. We become a magnet to attract 
everything else. We've labored so long and so hard to try to get stuff, stuff and recognition and respect and things and all of these externals. And I believe there are many millions of people who are just saying, away with that. Away with that. I am going to enter a covenant of peace with God. And I'm going to walk in my peace. In your peace is your prosperity. And the only way to have peace is to stay in His presence. So just remember, in His presence, you will have peace. And with that peace comes prosperity. Remember those three P's. They work. They work every time without fail. Welcome again this morning to this fellowship, to this communion service, to this opportunity to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, and also to offer your prayer requests, because there's a corporate anointing in the house. How many can say yes, yes, and yes? There's a corporate anointing in the house to destroy yokes and set captives free. There's a corporate anointing to transform lives. Amen. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. I'm going to open up with prayer now. And if you've been here, you know that we flow, just flow. And understand this, ladies and gentlemen, you too are ministers in this house. What you put in the comment box does matter. So make sure you're flowing. You don't know who's reading your comments. What can you say and to encourage even your yes and amen That encourages other people. Some people come in, they don't know. They just kind of fell over in the house, kind of clicked over in here. And when they got in, God drew them. And they, they, they didn't understand why they were here. Watching this little chocolate face, they didn't know. But the Holy Spirit knew. So make sure. Make sure. And if you see somebody... They feel like they lost their way, and I didn't catch it. You know, you catch it. Don't be hating. Don't throw stones. Don't do any of that. Just show some love and kindness. We're all in this together. We are all in this together. So let's pray. And if you saw in the feed, I wanted to talk about, thank you so much, Taylor. I wanted to talk about, uh, I'm not changing my mind. Spirit of God spoke that to me yesterday, that we must come to a place in our walk that we will not change our mind. We've heard the voice of God, and I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with the sound I heard. I'm staying on the road. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua Messiah, Adonai Yahweh, you are the Jehovah of everything. And we thank you today that we got to wake up and pray. You got us up. You woke us up. And we have this wonderful opportunity to be in this house today, to experience your glory, your goodness, your presence. We're so grateful. Jesus, even when we feel unworthy, we remember you are our worthiness. 
you made us worthy through your blood. And we thank you for that. I personally thank you for each and every person who's representing their family, their colleagues, their peers, their friends, their communities, their countries. Father, that you would minister to them in such a way that they would stand in awe and say, truly, his grace is amazing. And that they will be a billboard for light, knowing that we are the light of the world, a city that's set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. We thank you, Father God, for quickening our mortal bodies. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in us to quicken, make alive our mortal bodies. Father, I thank you for building us up from the inside out. Teach us how to reverence you, acknowledging the presence of the Father in the house, the Father who never left home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who's with us always, the one who would never abuse or misuse us, reverencing you because you supplied all of our needs already, and you are our shepherd and we shall not lack anything. Reverencing you because you loved us so much. You sent Jesus to die on a cross, be buried in a borrowed tomb, went to hell, defeated death, hell, and the grave. And before he ascended, first descended into the lower parts of the earth, led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. We're grateful, Jesus, because you spoiled principalities and powers, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. We thank you that we know your home, your home inside of us. And we can enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And we don't want to grieve the precious Holy Spirit. We don't want to grieve you by not acknowledging the presence of the Father in the house. We acknowledge you, Father. You are our Father. You are Papa. Thank you for being home. Thank you for living in a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Thank you for this treasure in earth and vessels. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, good morning. In the book of Nehemiah, we enter the story of Nehemiah, and we see that Nehemiah had gotten word that the walls of Jerusalem were crumbled and God's city did not look like God's city, God's city anymore. It had become rubble. Nehemiah was grieved to be in the king's cupbearer the king saw that his countenance had shifted because he was grieved in spirit that the city of God, the city of the walls had 
crumbled. And he asked for permission to go on that missionary journey to see to it that the walls were rebuilt. Because a city without walls was open for enemy invasion. It meant nothing if you didn't have walls. Because walls signified protection, it signified territory. It signified that that there was a government and authority there. And everything that the city owned was within the walls and the walls of Jerusalem had decayed, had crumbled. And Nehemiah took leave and went into the territory, went into the city, and he inquired of the elders, said, here, these walls are in ruin. This cannot be. And God has laid on my heart that we need to rebuild this wall. And as the elders, the families, and their families began to come together and said, truly, yes, We'll work with you. So all of the willing workers, you know, a lot of people talk. They don't pick up. They're not doing anything. Oh, I'm going to love you. I'm praying for you. But they don't do anything. They just talk. You don't see them sweating along with you. So Nehemiah had people to connect with him that didn't mind working that didn't mind perspiring, that didn't mind doing battle, that didn't mind engaging the enemy. Nehemiah had a call upon his life. There was a mission on the inside of him, and he was a mission-driven investor. He saw a need. And he began to network and build a network that could go in to help him rebuild. Because Nehemiah was wise. He knew he could not do it alone. That it would take strength. It would take resources. It would take community. Somebody say community. It will take community to rebuild this wall. Listen to me. And as they began this task of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, amen, thank you, sir. There were some opponents or people who opposed the mission. How many times have you heard the voice of God and then you told somebody or the word got out? So how did they know? And they opposed the mission. They opposed the vision. They thought you were taking on too much. No, you can't do that. Nobody else in our family has done that. No one else in the community has risen up to do such a thing. How dare you think that you, 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 you can do something that hasn't been done before. But Nehemiah, was on a mission. He heard the voice of God, and his eyes were set. 
his he was focused. He was concentrating and he was committed. When you get into the place that you are focused, you have concentrated and you are committed, nothing and no one will cause you to abort your mission. In an age where there are so many distractions, all around us there's an opportunity to get off course, to get off track. You feel it like a magnet pulling you. Some of you feel it when you're checking your email. You can't just read one or look for the important stuff. You're all over the place. You're all over the place in social media. You're checking your phone every two and three minutes. You're walking around with it in your hand because you think somebody important may call, that you've got to stay in touch. We're being labored by distractions. Nehemiah knew that if he lost his focus, the mission would be aborted. He would never accomplish his purpose. So his leave from his job would be in vain. His leave that he took by permission from his his employer would have been in vain. It would have been a waste of time. How many of us have wasted time? Because we listen to the wrong voices. There were some voices that were trained to be adversaries. And these three men came to Nehemiah and said, what are you doing? That's funny. You think you're going to build a wall? You're not going to build a wall. So they began to organize an attack against them. And Nehemiah knew it. So he set a strategy in place. Okay, you want to fight? <laughs> we'll give you fight if that's what you want to do. You want to go there? We're going to go there with you. So they got their swords, their spears, and they got their bows. And they waited. Okay, you want to fight? And after a while, they said, you know what? We're not intimidated anymore. So they rose up. Nehemiah said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a tool in one hand. I know I'm, I'm so, so capsulating this story, right? But you, get, you, you understand. Nehemiah said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to continue to build, mm-hmm. and we're going to watch with a weapon in our hand. Yeah. So they continue to build the wall with a weapon in one hand and a tool in the other. Ladies and gentlemen, there are times in your life, and most of the time, because you've heard the voice of God, it does not mean that you just skip off, tiptoe through the through the field and thinking, I don't I don't have any worries and any cares. The Bible says watch and pray. You have a 
a, a mission. God has given you a mandate. He has spoken a word to and over your lives. And many times people forget that they have to stay word up mm-hmm, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds because our enemies are not flesh and blood. This is why we wake up and pray. This is why I teach people to read three chapters a day and have your go-to chapter. Mine is Psalms 91. Never miss a day reading that one. Yeah, reading it aloud. Why? Because we need to keep our weapon, not just in our hands and not just in our hearts, but on our lips. And when we're speaking the word of God over our own lives from a place of repentance, because we teach, be ye holy, for he is holy, from a holy place, that there's nothing between you, hindering you between you and your God and you and your neighbor. That there's a clear flow of unforgiveness and love all of the time. That you're not letting anything block or bind your flow. You're staying in the flow. Somebody shout, stay in the flow. And as he is flowing through you, and you're speaking the word of God, declaring and decreeing now, the word of God over your life from a repentant heart, and I'm here to tell you, no weapon formed against you can prosper. That's how that scripture comes into play. Because you are now speaking it from a place of purity. You're now speaking it from a heart of repentance. Nehemiah was working from a pure place, from within. He wasn't working from the externals. He was doing something external, but he was working from within. When the work is coming from within, except the Lord builds the house, they that labor, I'm going to help somebody today, they that labor, labor in vain, that build it, wasting their time on doing things that do not matter, wasting time. Yesterday is gone. How did you spend it? What kind of day did you really have? Was it filled with mission, vision? Was it filled with the glory of God? Was it filled with purpose? Was it filled with divine assignment and intention? What was it filled with? Was it wasted? Did you squander it? If you did, don't park it there. It has nothing to offer. Repent and let's get started again. Nehemiah was moving with intention and purpose. He was not changing his mind. How many times has God spoken to us? And when the opponents or the, or the adversary or opposition occurs or attacks or persecution arise for the word's sake, we give up, cave in, and quit. Remember the story three feet short of gold? How many of us have sold our tools? How many of us have given up right at the brink of a miracle. 
Mm. How many of us have thrown in the towel before we ever broke a sweat? These people were working diligently because they heard the voice of God. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear his voice, it has, his voice has no opponents. There are distractions that will come to try to sway you, to try to convince you that you did not hear his voice. But your knower knows. You know that you know that you know you have heard your father's voice. And he says, my sheep, my people know my voice, and a strangers, they will not follow. You've heard your father. He's not so far away from home that he can't communicate with his own. He's communicating with you now. He's speaking to your heart right now. He's telling you to rise and build. He's telling you to get up from where you are and step out of the boat into a new dimension of his reality. He's telling you, I want to show you something you haven't seen before. Come and watch me be transfigured. I want to take you to another point on Mount Zion. I want you to be able to see through my lenses. I don't want you to see through those old lenses that you were taught in academia or in your culture or in society. I want you to see through my lenses. I want you to see my glory. I want you to experience the kingdom of God in this body. I want you to know that the gift of health and the gift of healing is yours while you're in this body. I want you to know that it is my delight and my pleasure and my joy to give you the prosperity and the riches of the kingdom of God while you live in this body. I have put all of me on the inside of you and did not hold anything back. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Then not I choose you, and I made you kings and priests unto me. And you truly have nothing missing and nothing broken. Why would you change your mind? Why would you stop doing what God has said to do? Why would you give up so quickly? Oh, Sanbele and Tobiah and, and the Arabian, they're talking. There's, I hear their voices over the voice of God. When their voices get louder than the voice of God, you pick up this and you get louder. I mean, you speak it, you walk the floor, you get in your car if you have to. I tell people, go in your garage, do whatever you got to do. Pull away from your cubicle or from your corner officer. Pull away. Go into the men's room. Go in the ladies' room. Get down on your knees, on the commode. Whatever you got to do, I don't care. Don't let there be any hindrances when you're needing to speak the word of God over your own life. Because believe me, there's a Tobiah, Sambele, and that Arabian who are out to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to keep you from your mission, to keep you stuck in a rut, to keep you from being mobilized, energized to keep you from being a performer, a producer, an 
agent of change. Nehemiah knew. That's what it is. Nehemiah knew that if he stopped, it would never be done. He took the mission to heart. He took it so to heart that he knew in his heart that if I don't do it, who will? This wall, Nehemiah had this mindset. It's up to me. It's up to me. If I do not do this, it will not get done, and God's city will not have its wall. So he stayed with it, and he didn't change his mind. Regardless of the threats of persecution and wars, he had gotten leave with papers because he knew in crossing enemy territory that, amen, that's the good word determined, in crossing enemy territory, he knew, he knew that his life was in jeopardy, but he had his papers. He was ready. He was ordained to do what he was called to do. Sometimes, sometimes, when life is getting uncomfortable and things are not going well, we need to go back. We need to go back and reexamine our instructions, reexamine our orders. Perhaps God did tell you to start that business, but he didn't tell you to start it today. Perhaps he was telling you to prepare for your tomorrow. He was telling you, clean your house, get rid of the clutter. He was telling you, go on a fast for three days. I need you to sow seed right now. I need you to prepare for where, where I'm taking you because no warrior goes to war. Nobody goes and builds a house except they first sit down and count up the cost. You need to do some, you need to do some assessments now. These are the days of preparation and assessment that he is speaking for in somebody's life, and he's telling you, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Put yourself in a position that you can begin to hear his voice. Read the word, study it, and be prepared for the vision he's placed on the inside of you. The wall wasn't rebuilt in a day. But it was rebuilt because of tenacity, commitment, focus, concentrating, being mindful and prayerful. The mission was being accomplished day by day, moment by moment, here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. The wall was being built. Many of us can think about opportunities we think we missed. And we go, what if? What if I had done this? What if I had done that? I don't know. If things would have worked out differently, more than likely they would have. But would you have still arrived at the same place you are today? I don't know. But I can tell you this. If you don't give up, Cave in and quit that the walls of Jerusalem, the mission, the business, the ministry, the book, the song, whatever it is 
that God has spoken to your heart, ladies and gentlemen, it will come into fruition. Though the vision tarry, wait for it, for it will speak for itself. It won't lie. It won't be delayed in its season. When it's time for it to bloom, it will bloom and it will blossom. And others will be able to sit at the table and say, truly, you're blessed of the Lord. Your queen of Sheba will come to your kingdom and say, the half had not been told. Truly, I see God in this place. And not only are you blessed, your children are blessed, your servants are blessed. Everything that you're connected to has the signature of God's favor on it. Sure enough, it does. The signature of God's favor resting upon your life, that everything you touch has the Midas touch. You know what that is. It turns to gold. You, you, you can't stop the blessing flow. This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is the anointing that God has released in the earth for you and for me and for those who will believe. You cannot stop the blessing flow. The lines and lines and lines of people standing in line to receive of the Lord were turning to lines and lines and lines of people turning to say, good morning, would be turning around to say, let me tell you about what the Lord did. Those lines, instead of requests, they would turn into testimony lines. So many people wanting to say what God has done. And you will be among them telling your story. You will be among them running to give testimony. You will be that one leper and you will say, surely God did this thing. Let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you what he did yesterday. Let me tell you what he did this morning. Let me tell you how he healed me. Let me tell you the doctors gave me six months, but look what God did. The doctors walked away scratching their head and saying, I don't know what happened to that diagnosis. It disappeared. There's no sign in the blood. The blood says heal. As a matter of fact, I've never seen blood that was so powerful and so strong. I've never seen this caliber. I've never seen these results before. Testimony after testimony after testimony will begin to come because you didn't change your mind. You did not give up, cave in, and quit. You stayed with it. We need some people in this hour that's going to stick with it. Regardless of what it looks like, regardless of which way the wind blows, man, people can't stay in marriages. They can't stay. They can't seem to finish a hamburger. They they can't seem to finish a prayer request. They can't seem to punch a button. Can't seem to start six. Can't seem to call in. Can't seem to click the mouse. They can't seem to finish. Can't seem to do anything. They give up, cave, and quit. We've created a society. I could have called this message a lot of different things. We've created a society of entitlement people, people who feel that they are entitled. The government sends me a check every month, so shouldn't you just make me heal right now? I mean, shouldn't everything just be quick, fast, and in a hurry, instant, everything? We just created good words, good word, persistence. I love these words you guys are putting in there, you ladies and gentlemen. We're looking for people who will be persistent, who will be committed. Is your mind really made up? 
I used to hear in my grandmother's church, she dragged me. I had to drag in religion. I was dragged. But you know what? I didn't mind going because my grandmother was there, and she was like, mm. it was like God, grandma, right? So she took me to church, took me to church. And these ladies would pray and pray and pray. So I grew up around women who loved to pray. These grandmothers, ooh, they would pray like all day, all night. They would just pray and pray and pray. But they would give testimony that I didn't quite understand, but I heard. Kids here, you know, really well. They would give testimony like, Lord, help me keep my mind stayed on Jesus. Actually, that was a song they were singing. Lord, thank you for helping me wake up clothed and in my right mind. And those that know the words of prayer, pray for me. I thought, what are the words of prayer? Pray for me. They were committed. They were focused. Do you know... If we can get through our focused place on something, if we can get through that place where the greatest distractions are coming at us, we will discover something completely amazing. It really will be amazing. We will find that what we were focused on was there all along. And not only that, but the exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to what? The power that is at work within us. Be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. If you'll do these things, you will not be so tired. You will not feel discouraged. You won't. Sometimes I hear ministers and I'm I'm looking at them and I can see in their eyes that they are so discouraged. And discouragement comes from leaving off where God spoke and start dealing with circumstances. Mm -mm. Stay with the word of the Lord. Stay with what God said about you and to you. Stay with that. I promise you. He validates it all. He will put a signature on your faith and faithfulness. He will put his signature, his brand, on your walk. And it will be the same as what he put on Jesus. For as he is, I don't make these things up, as he is, so are we in this world. We've been given all things, all things richly to enjoy. You want to feel good in here. You want to feel your happy place. You want to feel your joyful place. 
You want to feel the fullness to the full, to the full, to the full, to the overflow. That keeps on overflowing. There shouldn't be these highs and lows that we have. Today we're up, tomorrow we're down. Having this kind of a bipolar schizophrenic animal. There shouldn't be that. No. I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me because you trust in me. You rely upon me. If you keep your mind on me, you will keep peace. And nothing, nothing can take your peace because your peace is resident within you. Jehovah Shalom. He is in the house. Amen. Somebody say peace in the house. There is peace in the house, and the peace that passes understanding can keep us. It will keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Yes, indeed. Amen. Peace in the house. Thank you. Peace in the house. Peace in the house. Jesus said, my peace I give you, not as the world my peace. I give you peace. <laughs> that nothing in this world can give you. There's no medication that can deliver this type of peace. There's no antidepressant. There's nothing that can give you this level of peace. This peace can only come through Jehovah Shalom, who is present, who's in the house. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, we need to be the peace bearers for a world that's in turmoil, that when people are all out of sort, when they are all anxious and distracted and frustrated, you walk into the room. And when you walk into the room, the atmosphere shifts because here comes the presence of God. We are now the living, breathing, walking, talking arcs of covenant. Don't get me there. We are the house of God, the presence of God. We carry a tangible anointing with us. We carry this cloud of glory. We carry the presence of God everywhere we go. It's not just in your church on Sunday morning. Come to the presence of the Lord. No. Here he is right here. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you can just go in the house and you can draw from a well that never runs dry? He's there. Amen. And I'm not changing my mind about these things. I know them to be true. Yeah, tried and true. And I know you know as well. Amen. I feel the presence of God here today. He's moving in the atmosphere to bring healing and deliverance. The prayer lines are open. And while you're thinking about whether or not you have a prayer request, well, I need to keep my eyes open because when you scope them, if I don't see it right away and grab it, well, it goes away, <laughs> and, I, and it's not scrolling up for some reason. I wish it would. But I, I want to pray for those of you who are in the house today, whatever your prayer request might be, whatever it might be, you drop it in the box, and we do pray. If you have a testimony, you can share that as well. We're open. I thank God for your being here today, adding to the anointing, because that's what you do. 
you are valued in the kingdom of God. And I know I appreciate you. That's right. If you want to audibly give your praise report or your prayer request, you can go to this number that's posted, 641-715-3580, access code 891384-POUND, okay, and make your prayer request. If you're in the prayer room, if you're here for the first time, star six, and we will receive your prayer prayer request or your testimony. I thank God for healing bodies, manifesting those healings, because you're focused. And if you have not picked up your copy of I Am the Lord Who Heals Thee, go over to churchgirlmarketing.com and get your copy today. Oh, yes, God's gal. We'll do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see the prayer request that she wants to be committed and persistent. So I am asking, Father, that whatever my sister is being distracting, whatever is distracting Yolanda, I thank you, Lord, that you're moving that out of her way. Whatever peeps its head as a priority and it is not, let her have great discernment on what's a priority and what isn't. Let her begin to narrow down to the three major things every day and let you bring the others in where they fit. I thank you right now, Lord, that she will take these tools and apply them into her everyday waking, walking, talking life and help herself eliminate distractions which in turn will give birth to focus, consistency, and will drive persistence and the fire of God on the inside of her. I thank you, Lord, for the love she has for you because she desires to grow up in this area in her life. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're listening. Praise the Lord, Dr. Faye. Yes, good morning. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. What a blessed word. Oh, my God. Just bless my soul. And that's me. And I get too many distractions. I need prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I thank you that you're going to give Tina to God an insatiable appetite for your word and to read it aloud. And as she reads it aloud, Lord God, the clutter in her mind will begin to clear out. As she begins to declare and decree this word and make her confession, her profession, Father God, that there will be a revolution that will break out in her soul, that she will not give up, cave in, and quit that she will be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the word and in the work of the Lord. I thank you right now, Father God, that she will not be easily swayed by things that do not matter, 
that she will learn and keep the main thing the main thing. I thank you for clearing out the clutter of her soul through an act of mercy today. Lord, as she comes before you with a repentant heart to refocus on you, there is no other God but you. And you said to have no other God before you. And, Father, I thank you that Tina has, yeah, abandoned all other gods, all other idols that have set themselves up as a hierarchy in her mind. And she crushes them with the word of God. And we receive that done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. You're like, ah, take a deep breath. <sighs> Exhale. Yeah. Feel your own breath. Feel your lungs filling up with oxygen and exhaling. Releasing and letting go. Okay? Yes. Okay. Better? All right. We're looking forward to the testimony. Good morning. We're listening. Hi, Dr. Faye and everyone. This is Taylor. I just wanted to give my testimony about my health. And um, I'm so grateful to God for um, uh, delivering me from um, spirits that I was dealing with because last week I asked for prayer for my health. Mm-hmm. And and I told you how I wasn't doing really well. And after you um, went along with help, like you taught me how to do deliverance ministry correctly to you know basically cast out the demon myself. After I woke up that morning, I noticed like I was feeling better, and the next day I was getting even better, and the next day, and it's like now it's like it never happened. Like yeah. I'm I'm just like amazed because. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I just it feels like it never happened. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm like healthy, like I'm just fine now. Like none of that even happened. And I thought about how you said in the message, I think this week you said something about um, God doing something in your life, and it's like as if it's always been there. And that's how it feels like with my health. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. Mhm, mhm. That's what He does. He He makes it appear as though it's always been there. He does it, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your health, whether it's in your relationships. If you have one of those marriages that are that's always on the rocks <laughs> or rocking, when you refocus your attention upon him, really do that, not just saying it, but really do it, he'll make it look as though you've always been on a honeymoon. That's the way God does it. He's the one who gives us a new beginning. We get to start over with him every day. That's the value in seeking him early and just giving him the first fruits of the day, your first voice. I mean, you know, your morning voice. Oh, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Father. Oh, I thank you. And I command the morning to line up with the word of God, and this is the word, this is the word that I speak over my life for the morning and for the day. Father, you gave me this 
day. How yeah, he is a great God. How you gave me this day and I give it back to you. Direct every step. Thank you for that testimony. And now that testimony just encouraged someone else. So thank you for sharing that. We appreciate that. And we always encourage people to come back and give testimony of God's goodness. Thank you so much. Those of you who may be listening and you're listening in replay, you know, just know, know that God loves you. This is not entertainment. Not this is transformation. This is empowerment, inspiration, motivation. Any word that'll get you out of where you need to be, where you are to where you need to be, get you unstuck, energized. Any addition? Not in a rush. Don't forget to pick up your free book. No, it's not free. There is for donation, for donation. So I think if you put zero there, it'll be zero, but I don't encourage. Give a donation at churchgirlmarketing.com. And just read the blog there, and you can click on the link, and it'll take you through the PayPal site, or you can use a credit card. Also, that option is available. All right? So get that, put it in your churchgirlmarketing.com. That's where it is. Yeah, I am the Lord who heals thee. Yeah, tell other people about it. You know, people are. I've I've seen I've seen it far too many. That's it. No no additional prayer requests today. Well, to God be the glory. Everybody's doing good. Glad to know that. Glad to know you're doing good. And if you're not, make sure you do your prayer request. Put them in the box. Because not only do we pray throughout the day. The sister who had the respiratory stay with me the whole day. I haven't forgotten her. I didn't drop that. The person who asked for their husband, Ernest, I believe, to be prayed for, to get that request. Not that other people are, you know, I'm not saying that. I am just saying we in your life out in a business. So many people are afraid to start. Well, we're wrapping up another week and Anyway, I got Logan. Father, I thank you for this Logan. Logan to our attention, who's addicted to drugs. Father, we know the drug addiction drives the lives of you know that family members. Thank you for joining us for today's message. For more information about our ministry and how you may obtain a copy of today's message, visit our website at www. 
www.drfay.com. All donations are tax deductible and can be made at www.drfay.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.